unknown ways to sell a business tax-free. Hey everyone, Adam Bergman here, tax attorney and founder of IRA Financial. And on today's Adam Talks, two ways that you probably don't know of that you can actually sell your business tax-free if it's structured correctly. So the first two scenarios, of course, involve retirement accounts and clearly involve, you guessed it, Roth IRAs, since they are the only type of retirement account, whether it's an IRA or 401k, so long as it's Roth, where you could potentially shelter all income gains from tax. Now, two requirements to do so. You need to be over the age of 59 and a half, and the Roth must be opened at least five years. So long as you're over 59 and a half, and the Roth has been opened at least five years, then that Roth is matured, and then any income or gains from that Roth IRA investment can be taken out of that Roth tax free. So then when you look at the Roth IRA on one side, and then on the other side, consider a way to structure a business transaction where you can generate capital gains, sale of stock or LLC interests, put them together, brain starts moving in different directions, different machinations, and hey, I got two scenarios for you. So the first scenario is where your IRA essentially and you will own less than 50% of the business. And the second scenario is where you're going to need to own more than 50% of the business. Now, why is that 50% threshold so important? Well, under 4975 of the IRS tax code, that is a section that addresses prohibited transactions. And in a nutshell, 4975C says that if you invest your IRA, Roth IRA in an investment, you can't invest in a disqualified person. And a disqualified person is essentially the IRA owner, their lineal descendants, parents, children, spouse, daughter-in-law, son-in-law, any entities controlled by such persons. Now, control means 50%. Now, there are scenarios where even if you own less than 50%, you could potentially trigger a self-dealing conflict of interest transaction under the perimeter transaction rules, but those, those are more difficult to attack because they're based off facts and circumstances. So in the majority instances, so long as you're under 50%, combine your IRA and you or any disqualified person, and you can show that you're making the investment to benefit the IRA and not yourself personally, the transaction should be respected. So here's a couple of scenarios. You own 30%, 20%, 40%. When I say you, I mean you, your lineal descendants, and your IRA in the aggregate, because there's attribution. If you own 40%, your IRA was 30%, now you're above that 50% threshold, and technically that, that entity is disqualified. So earning a salary or running your business could be problematic. So the first scenario is where your Roth IRA or Roth 401k owns less than 50% of the business. Let's say it owns 30%. You own maybe 15%. So you're under that 50% threshold. And then the other partners are not related to you, not lineal descendants. Could be brothers, sisters, aunts, uncles, cousins, friends, neighbors. Those are all fine. Those are not lineal descendants. So siblings, cousins, stepchildren, stepparent, those are all good. The only folks that you can't transact with in order to hinder your ability to uh, address that 50% with attribution is you can't well, another way of looking at it is if you invest with yourself, parents, children, spouse, daughter-in-law, son-in-law, and your retirement account, that's all attributed and added together. So again, you own 30, 20, 10, 
in the aggregate with you and your IRA, and then the other partners are non-related. And let's say we'll use two scenarios. It's a corporation, a C-Corp. Someone comes and buys the stock from you after hopefully a lot of growth. The gains from the sale of the stock is a capital gain transaction, and that would go to the Roth IRA with our tax. Obviously, your portion um, may be subject to tax, although you may be able to use a different exception. Uh, for example, a qualified small business company could get an exemption uh, from that sale. I've done a, a podcast on that uh, several months back. Um, so you can check that out on the rules to employ. Uh, if you have a corporation open at least five years, uh, under 50 million in, in gross receipts, uh, you potentially can shelter some of that income personally. But if you have it in a Roth IRA, irrespective of how long or the company's been opened, um, capital gains transaction, so long as you're over 59 and a half, the Roth's been open five years, you can then pull the money out tax-free. But even if you're 45 years old, 35 years old, the money will still go to the Roth IRA tax-free, and then you can reinvest in other types of investments. So that first scenario is your Roth IRA owns, and you or other lineal descendants in the aggregate own less than 50% of the entity so you don't trigger the prohibited transaction um, rules. And, and this way you can still earn a salary, you can run your business as uh, any other business uh, because you're under that 50% threshold. Couple of things to keep in mind. Now, obviously this works best when you start the business and your Roth IRA invests at the outset. Why? Because you know, from a valuation standpoint, it's obviously going to be much more beneficial for your Roth IRA to buy in at a low valuation. Now, that doesn't mean to say that, let's say your company's been in existence seven months, 18 months, the value is still relatively low. It's still not operational. It's off the ground. It's a software development company. Maybe there's no uh, tangible value, no goodwill, uh, no hard assets, just kind of a concept. You still have more time. But if you have, uh, I don't know, a restaurant and you I've done already $600,000 in revenues in your first six months. You know, it's going to be hard to argue that stock's worth, you know, a dollar. Um, you may be able to, depending on what kind of valuation you get, but it's much easier to start at the outset with your Roth IRA coming in as an initial investor in order to uh, secure a very uh, low value. Uh, one other thing to remember is if your Roth IRA invests in a uh, pastoral entity like an LLC, there could be a, a UBIT, uh, unrelated business income tax that applies to the business income generated each year. Anything over $1,000 could be subject to up to a 37% uh, UBIT tax that your retirement account would pay. It only applies to retirement accounts, doesn't apply to individuals. So something to keep in mind, but if you did sell the stock, that would be a capital gain. Um, and um, you would be able to escape um, you know, taxation, assuming there's no debt in, in the business. Uh, you'd be able to escape taxation and all the gains would go to the Roth. However, if it's a C-Corp, because it's a box and there's a corporate level tax, there's no UBIT and a sales stock would also um, be tax-free uh, to the Roth IRA, irrespective of, of, of debt or any business uh, income, since there wouldn't be UBIT uh, in a corporation. So that's the first way to shelter uh, gains from the sale of a business if you own less than 50%. If you're in a scenario where you're going to own more than 50% of the business, you need a salary, you're going to own more than 50%, the way to shelter your gains is something called a ROB, so Rollover Business Startup Solution. I wrote a book on it uh, several years back, um, and um, it's an exception to the primitive transaction rules under 4975C because it takes advantage of an exception under 4975D13 
that allows a 401k, not an IRA, but a 401k to buy stock and it's adopting employer. So let's say, you know, company Nuco um, is going to be, let's say, uh, it's going to open a, a shoe store and um, you're going to want to control it. You're going to put all the money in. Let's say you're going to own, you know, 90%. You got some other investors, maybe. You're going to have some employees, but you're going to run the business. You want a salary. I mean, this is your thing. This is your full-time gig. Um, the Roth IRA scenario one won't work because you're going to be above the 50% and you want to be actively involved. That would trigger the prohibited transactions. Now, if you owned over 50%, but you didn't care about earning a salary, then the Roth IRA could work. You just need to be passive and essentially removed from the day-to-day -day operations of the business. But scenario two addresses the uh, position where you're going to be actively involved, earn a salary. How does that work? The way it works is a corporation set up, say it's a new co, can't be an LLC, it has to be a C Corp. And then the new co, excuse me, um, will establish a 401k plan. <laughs> ah, excuse me. Uh, the new co will establish a 401k plan, not an IRA, it has to be a 401k in order to take advantage of the exception under 4975 D13. So let's say you have $200,000 in a Fidelity IRA, you'll roll it over to the new 401k. The 401k will buy stock in the company, let's say for 90%. Uh, 10% will come from whatever, your, your dad, your mom, brother, sister, cousin, whatever, you. Um, so now the company's owned 100%, 90% by the 401k, 10% by other investors. That money goes from the 401k to the corp. In return, the 401k gets 90% of the stock. The other investors get 10%. Let's say you're the president, you become an employee. And if you have other employees, you offer the 401k to the employees, which, which is a great thing. But what, what you've done now is you've been able to use the $200,000 of retirement money without taking tax or a 10% early distribution penalty, using it to invest in a business that you control and earn a salary from. Remember, you're over 50%. That's why you're going to need to use the ROBS, the 401k corp structure versus the Roth IRA LLC, Roth IRA corp, because of that 50% threshold will be breached. And now you run your business and let's say after a couple of years, someone comes along and wants to buy it, they can buy the stock from the 401k tax-free, all the gains would go to the Roth 401k tax-free. What happens if they bought the assets, there'd be a 21% corporate tax and then the retained earnings would be dividended up tax-free to the 401k, at least 90% of them based off my example, and 10% would go to the other investors that would pay uh, income tax on that dividend. So. By employing these two strategies, whether you own less than 50% scenario one, or you're gonna own more than 50% and be active scenario two, you can technically do scenario one if you're gonna own more than 50%, but not be active, right? Let's say you're gonna own 99%, but your brother's gonna run the whole business, but you just want the profits, you got some cash lying around and your IRA, you're gonna co-invest. Technically you can do scenario one, you just can't be involved in the business, earn a salary, you know, basically be active. If you want to be active, earn a salary, especially, you got to go to scenario two if you're going to own more than the 50%. And in that scenario, you'll need to do the ROBS, which involves the corp and, and the 401k. Uh, what's the downside of the ROBS? I guess you need to use a corp, which, which isn't that problematic. It's just a 21% corporate tax. I guess the other downside, if you consider it a downside, is you have to offer 401k benefits to your employees, which I personally think is a good thing especially now that the Secure Act 2.0 offers up to a $5,000 credit over the next three years for um, setting up a Form K plus uh, up to $1,000 per 
non-highly compensated employee credit um, for each employer contribution. So government's basically paying you to set up a 401k. So this is an amazing time to do a ROBS and, and offer 401k benefits to your employees and yourself, obviously. Um, and also use your money tax-free penalty-free to fund uh, a new business, which you know is the American way. It's the American dream. Um, that's the beauty of America that you literally can have lunch, dinner with a buddy, um, or even a spouse, right? And literally on a napkin, devise a business, go set up a corporation and start your business in a week. And you're off to the races where if you live in Europe or China, uh, that just doesn't happen. And that's why, you know, I believe in, in the uh, the future success of America, no matter what you say about, about China, their work ethic, the, the, the communist structure uh, or any other country in the world, they, they just don't have the freedom of thinking and the ability to uh, where our government is is certainly pro-growth and you know, pro-capitalistic. So you combine freedom, democracy, capitalism, it's going to beat uh, any other system in the world. That's just the bottom line. So um, yeah, I'm super bullish on America. And I, I think thousands of, of Americans or hundreds of thousands, I should say, start businesses each year, more than that. Um, and, and looking at either a Roth IRA or a Robs, you know, could be a really good strategy, especially if you're considering it before kind of the company has a lot of value because you can generate tax-free capital gains growth, which trust me, when you're a business owner and you're, you're looking to uh, potentially have an exit, um, the sheltering of the gains is something, you know, any business owner thinks about. And the key is just kind of doing it at the outset. It's much harder to do it after business has been operational for many years because you're going to need a lot of money in your IRA or convert a lot of money to Roth to buy enough shares to make it worth your while. Like I spoke to someone uh, maybe a couple of days ago and she, she had a really good business, like 15 employees, um, good value. And, you know, she heard one of my videos or podcasts on, on kind of this topic. And she spoke to someone on my team and then they passed her to me. And I was talking to her and she's like, I want to do it. And I'm like, honestly, it doesn't make sense. How much money do you have in your IRA? She's like, I got like 300K. I'm like, what do you think your business is worth? She's like, probably two or three million. I'm like, you're going to buy 10% of your business? What's the point? It's not worth it. Like, don't even waste your time, right? She's like, you're right. If I did this two years ago, two and a half years ago, my business was probably worth like 300 grand. I could have literally bought the whole business in the Roth. And then I would have done either the Robs or if I wasn't active, maybe have someone else run it. I could have the Roth IRA own all of it, shelter all the gains. But, you know, CLV, you got it. Planning is key. Um, it's just the way it is. Unfortunately, you know, we don't all think about this stuff, but hey, that's why I'm doing these podcasts. That's why I'm doing the videos to educate people. Um, so you are knowledgeable before you kind of start your business. It's the Peter Thiel way. You know, yeah, he was able to do it with PayPal um, when it was, you know, pennies on the dollar. But if he did it when PayPal was already public and worth billions of dollars, like the Roth IRA strategy went to work because he wouldn't have had enough money in his Roth to, to own a significant amount of those shares. So planning, planning, planning. Education, education, education. That's, you know, what it's all about. That's hopefully if I can just, um, you know, impact, hopefully I can impact hundreds of thousands of people uh, a week. But even if it's just a couple a day, it, it's worthwhile to me. And that's why, you know, I love doing this stuff. It works. It's based off the code. It's based off mathematics, referral, tax-free growth. It's the eighth wonder of the world. You don't trust me. Albert Einstein said it, companion returns to the eighth wonder of the world and the Roth IRA is really the best, or Roth 401k is essentially the best vehicle to 
take advantage of that strategy. So thank you so much for listening. If you're watching on YouTube, appreciate it. Uh, don't forget to subscribe. If you have a comment, question, leave it. I'd love to hear from you. Um, it's what I look forward to. Uh, I promise I'll get back to you guys uh, super fast. Um, so that's it. Otherwise, have an amazing rest of your week. Hope your summer's going great. Uh, take care. And I'll see everyone again next week. Thanks uh, for hanging out. Take care.